There's a lot that Roger Penske, uh, you know, we've run out of things that Roger hasn't accomplished. This is a situation where he's only done it once, won the Indianapolis 500 and a NASCAR Cup Series championship in the same year. Last time was 2018, Will Power and Joey Logano. He's on the, uh, he has a chance to do it Sunday. And how important would that be for the uh, history of the organization? Well, it, it really would be a, another another hallmark in the uh, in the tradition of the company. Of course, last year Joey won the championship and Will Power won the IndyCar championship, so that was quite an achievement. So to do this, uh, we didn't win the IndyCar championship, but uh, the 500 uh, is, as I said, quite an achievement. So this would be a big deal for sure. And also, uh, I'll give credit to Jim Utter for coming up with this, but uh, he's pretty much thought that. What Ryan is doing this year is similar to what Joey did last year, coming on strong at just the right amount of time. And with the fact that uh, your setups are going to be fairly similar to what Ryan had at uh, Martinsville this past week. And how confident are you that Ryan could go out there and duplicate what Joey did last year? Well, I think that uh, the fact that we've seen, and you make a good observation there, Bruce, that the team is really, the 12-car team has been on an upward trajectory here for these last 10 or 11 races, certainly since the since the playoffs began. And we can get into that in a, in a little bit. But you're right, things are coalescing. Uh, Ryan had a good start to the season. I think he was eighth at Daytona, finished second at Phoenix in the spring, and had a good run at Talladega in the spring, finished third. And then went through a little bit of a bumpy patch, but things started to come together here as we got uh, toward the end of the regular season and into the playoffs. So as I said, I think things are coming together well, and we're going to be utilizing all of our assets to ensure that that momentum continues. You know, you think about Blaney and he's a little bit underestimated though, you know, he's been really good and he's been really strong the last couple of weeks, right? What do yes. you as an organization see in him that maybe he doesn't get enough credit for? Well, first of all, uh, Claire, that's a, that's a great question because uh, I was looking at, it didn't, hard, hard for me to realize, hard for me to believe, but this is, this is Ryan's eighth full season. At the Cup Series level, and Ryan has, has really gone through a, a maturation process uh, this year. Now he's had seasons, but I think he had one season before where he won three races. But it seemed to all come together this year. He's he's been able to meld that that seven or eight years of experience with a good team. And as I said, it's all I can't I can't I'm not a scientist. I can't describe the chemistry to you. But it's all seemed to have worked here in this latter part of, of 2023. But I saw, I saw a real change in Ryan, uh, particularly this year after he won the, the uh, 600 uh, on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I saw a different approach. I saw a different, uh, I won't say more serious, but more, a more thoughtful, perhaps, approach to the sport and to racing uh, than perhaps he had before. And I think that's part of that learning process. His crew chief seems to want to focus his... his um... Uh, you know, passion during the race into a burning fire. I think that's how it was described. It goes through the whole race. Do you know what they're talking about? Can you address that as we look to the championship four? Well, I've not heard that expression, but Jonathan Hassler, uh, a great part of our organization, is a very intense person. So I can understand where he might characterize something like that, that, that burning fire, that passion, because Jonathan certainly has it. I think he's carried it through to the entire team. Um, but I've not heard that expression, but it sure makes a lot of sense in the results we've seen. And finally, real quickly, should we not underestimate Blaney in the finale 
at Phoenix? Not by any stretch. I uh, spoke to one of your media colleagues here several weeks ago, and he asked what I thought Blaney's assessment would be or what would Blaney's chances be, and I said, don't count him out. Well, we're here we are at Phoenix. Don't count him out. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you, Claire. Thank you. All right, our next question will go to Dustin Long. Go ahead, Dustin. Thank you. Hey, Walt, a couple of things. I want to ask you about with Jonathan. And, um, you know, typically we see crew chiefs become crew chiefs in another series before moving up to the Cup Series. Uh, he became the crew chief immediately at the Cup Series with the Wood Brothers, uh, right. you know, for one season and moved into the opportunity with Team Penske with, with right. moving up. And I'm just curious, um, how it led to you know looking at him as a candidate and pairing him with with Ryan, especially with with somebody who didn't have as much experience and with a younger driver, you were probably trying to get a little bit more over the hump at that point. Well, uh, fortunately, Jonathan had a great career, a great record as a race engineer, so he was he was at the right hand of Todd Gordon and others as he as he rose through the ranks. And when this opportunity presented itself last year. He was the ideal candidate. We didn't know if there, were going to, if there was going to be a crew chief availability. It turned out that there was. And he was the next person in line that we had, we'd seen the potential in this guy. We'd seen his work ethic. We'd seen his understanding of how the sport operates, how to manage a race. He sat next to the best in the business. And so when the time came to make that decision, he had all the credentials. And also, I'm just curious about uh, with, with Ryan, and obviously, we, we've seen, as you know, how many years it's been. We've seen his development, and obviously, uh, there have been some great moments, and there have been moments where it's kind of been stepped backwards. And obviously, right. last year's round of eight certainly was one of those examples. And uh, you know, I know there's always, there's at times been questions about how how high he can he can raise his game. How have you seen him grow and develop? I know you mentioned since the 600, but even in the last year or two, to where. You know, he's not at this point beating himself with, with mistakes or not allowing certain things to happen and, and putting together the races that you thought you guys thought he could. He's still, uh, first of all, he's a great racer. We know that, as I said, perhaps it's genetic in his case, but I think it's more than that, certainly with his, his vast experience. But 2023, in my view, I use the term it's been a growing up year in terms of his race management and understanding the patience that sometimes it takes to be successful in this sport. He clearly understands the cars mechanically and he listens to what the crew chief advises him to do. They have a great working relationship. So I think when we meld again, all those things together, uh, he's had this, this growing up or maturation year. And I see that really as a solid foundation for the rest of his career. And one last thing is obviously Roger has accomplished so much and um you know, there are very few things to get other than getting another one of this, another one of that. Uh, it would be understandable if he retired to Indianapolis Motor Speedway or he just went and went someplace and just retired. What is it about him at, at this age that, you know, when he has every right in the world that he could do anything he wants, that he's still, uh, you know, involved in the race teams and, and that's still something that's a motivator? Well, I could, I could say, well, you'll see him at Phoenix on Sunday, and you can ask him that question. But I'll tell you, again, my perspective since you asked me, it's his passion. As you know, Roger and I have been together as business partners, associates for 53 years, and I've seen it for all those 53 or 54 years. He has not lost his enthusiasm for this sport and, and consequently what it really means to our company. It's really important 
for the rest of our businesses that we continue to perform on the racetrack. So he takes that very, very seriously. Plus, he loves it. I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you. So uh, I know the cliche is that he, he could pursue other hobbies. He could pursue a retirement. That's not going to happen. He's not going to pursue single-minded approach to Indianapolis Motor Speedway as much as he loves that place. It's all of Team Penske and all the things we're involved in, whether it's our NASCAR Cup uh, championship opportunity that's been presented to us or the IMSA this year or the IndyCar series. He's going to stay involved as much as he can, as long as he can. Thank you. I appreciate it, Walt. You're welcome. Thanks, Dustin. All right. Our next question will go to Mitchell Brewer. Go ahead, Mitchell. Hello, Mitchell. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, just Great. curious, with Team, Pen Team Penske has obviously been in this championship situation before with Brad and Joey. But with Ryan, this is somebody that the team has been involved with essentially since the beginning of his NASCAR career. What does it mean to you to have somebody that Penske has really kind of nourished as a homegrown talent finally make it to this championship stage? Well, it, you know, it certainly means a lot, but I think you touch on an important point because this is a championship where we're focusing on Ryan and he's getting all the accolades that he justly deserves, Jonathan has from that 12-car team. But it's really, it's an entire team effort. And I said to someone just the other day, if we have this opportunity, which now we do, we're going to marshal all the resources of the team all the people, all of our technical knowledge. I was on a phone call with the, with the, with the drivers and the crew chiefs just yesterday, beginning the strategizing of our, of our plan for Phoenix. So it'll be the culmination of, of everybody's efforts this year. Ryan will be the, the tip of the spear, so to speak, but it'll be a Team Penske effort. And as you said, thank you. he's, he's homegrown, but you know, when you think about it, uh, Joey and Brad were to some extent, although neither of them started their careers with us, they spent the majority of their years with us. So uh, in, in every event we've given, I mean, any event, we've given each of those men an opportunity to, to perform and give them the resources and the assets able, uh, to do that with. Thank you. Welcome. All right, our next question will go to Kelly Crandall. Go ahead, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Walt, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. You mentioned it a minute ago. This is Ryan's eighth full season. We've seen him in the round of eight before, and it, it had always been kind of his ceiling, and he's talked about that. He couldn't get over that hump. Yeah. How big of a deal or just how important was it for all of you that he has now taken this next step and finally broken through to, to, to at least get to Phoenix with a shot? I think you used the operative term there, breakthrough. Clearly a breakthrough. It's given him the self-confidence. Uh, I looked at something the other day that said that and I think he's been in the, in, the, in the final eight here four or five times or four times previously, but he never entered the last elimination race above the cut line. Uh, that happened this year. That was part of that confidence building. Of course, to win at Martinsville really put him over the top. I had several people comment to me about his demeanor after the race, in the interviews, on the stage and the rest. Someone said, you know, he looks like a champion. And he really did. Along those same lines, do you think, I think you just said there about confidence for him. Do you think that this is a good next step in the sense of when he was teammates with Joey and Brad, we saw them compete for championships multiple times, as we just talked about, where Ryan, again, kind of hit that ceiling. Do you think this would be a, a good next step for him to feel like, okay, I'm now, I am 
officially a leader here. I am a, a Team Penske championship caliber driver, which I'm sure he's always thought that, but it's probably different now that he he's got it he's got it on his resume to back up. Yeah, he's paid his dues, and if he wins this championship on Sunday, he will have paid his dues with a flourish. Uh, Joey, being the senior person, uh, Joey still is a great source of stability, information, and assurance to both Austin and Ryan. He's been a great aid to, to, to both of them. But I think you're right. Uh, if he wins this championship on Sunday, even if he doesn't, the fact that he's gotten to this point is really important for his future. Thank you all. Welcome. All right. Our next question will go to Bob Puckers. Go ahead, Bob. Hello, Bob. Hey, Walt. Um, what do you think? Maybe you can give us some insight from the meeting <laughs> the other day. What? How can Joey and Paul will help Ryan Blunt? What? What type of advice can they give? Ryan and Jonathan about the championship race that you think will be most uh, kind of effective or, um, you know, just kind of help them with their both their first times in this position? That's a great question because I, I referenced a minute ago uh, the call that we had yesterday. I was participated via Zoom with the drivers and the crew chiefs. And one of the first things that was discussed that was on the agenda was previous performances at Phoenix going back last year, year before, and perhaps the way you have to run the track. Now that's, that's being very, very specific as it relates to this coming week. But Joey offered up and Paul offered up some, some, some uh, I won't say techniques, but advice on how he might consider doing it. Now the fact that he's run very well there in the last couple of years, uh, uh, notwithstanding, he listened, questioned, and they were able to they were able to provide that information that he, that he looked for. And they volunteered it, by the way. Uh, it really made me feel good again because it made me feel that this truly is a, is a team effort going into this weekend, just like Joey's was last year, as a matter of fact. Uh, I was looking at, I was looking at uh, Ryan's performance at Phoenix last year at this race, and he had a very strong car. I think he led over 100 laps in that race. But he helped push Joey as well. So... It wouldn't surprise me to see that you know, Joey's going to raise the bar a little bit. Maybe Austin will, too. Uh, that's not saying that that, uh, that Kyle and, and William and Christopher aren't going to do that. He's going to have any, you know, have that kind of competition. But I think his teammates are going to help him there as well. They're going to push him. There's some people who think that Ryan could have won that race last year, but didn't want to, but went dare go <laughs> get anywhere close to Joey uh, with what Joey had um, at stake. Yep. We'll never know. That was last year. 